0: Fuss in. tell me what's happening. This is the PyroLite Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 46. Today is Friday, September 23rd. We're heading into the midst of week three. I am your gracious host, Pyromaniac Mo. Give me a follow on Twitter, that is all letters, P-Y-R-O, M-A-N-I-A-C-M-O, 90% fantasy, 10% nonsense, and like Led Zeppelin, a whole lot of love. Uh, the opening music today, Donna the Buffalo, one of my favorite bands. The song called 40 Days and 40 Nights off the 2008 album, Silverlined. Man, when I go see a Donna show, I wiggle my arms and my feet a whole heck of a lot. They're a lot of fun. Hey, guys, you can find the whole wealth of Pyromaniac Podcasts. We're on iTunes, on Spreaker. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Attic, and Blog Talk Radio. All right, today I am fortunate to be joined by the one, the only Pyrolytics. You can follow him on Twitter at P-Y-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S. Mr. Lytics, how are you, brother?
1: I'm doing good. How
0: are you doing? I'm doing well. We, uh... Went to the high school football game, so I got to see a bunch of my students. Uh, my daughter was doing, like, a cheer thing. She was in, she's in first grade, so all the cheerleaders had, like, first graders and kindergartens out there with them on the field, so she was really excited, and that was just pretty cool. So that was my night thus far. Um,
1: how about yourself? Anything super cool happened this week? No, not entirely. A lot, just work, just, you know, the whole... Whole rising grind type of ordeal throughout the week well, thank goodness the
0: weekend is here, and we've got football to talk about, baby, and guys, I gotta tell you lytics, he's one of the new writers and minds at Pyromaniac, and he's been bringing some great stuff to the table. You've seen some of his tables and charts and writing. ...on the website, and I gotta tell you, thank you, because, Lytics, you are one of the most well-prepared guests I've got, so I know you're gonna sling the goo. So without further ado, I do want to bring up the fact to the Pyro listeners out there. As I said, we can be found all over iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast, Addict, and Blog Talk Radio. Now I know you guys are using our info and knowledge, so please increase the goo, give us a review on iTunes. It truly helps us out. It expands our fan base. In order to give you a bit of incentive, we've increased this. We are giving away three limited edition Walter Payton Sweetness prints. This was a limited run. Now, it's a silk screen. They're numbered and signed by the artist. After week four, we're going to give away all three. All you need to do to qualify is leave us a review on iTunes. Once you've done so, take a screen grab, email it to me. You can find my email at mozambique uh i'm sorry my email is mozambique at pyromaniac.com you can find it on my twitter handle it's right there but it is m-o-z-a-m-b-i-q-u-e at pyromaniac.com the subject line review giveaway i'll send you a confirmation once i've seen it and uh, gotten your email we're going to announce the winners november 7th that's after week four so episode 48 of the light Uh, so basically rolling right into week five leave us a review and you can get entered in for the walter payton sweetness limited edition prints all right guys now Real quick, we've been getting some rolling in, some of the reviews, so I would like to thank everybody for getting those reviews rolling in. I've got a recent one, uh, not too long ago, from, I, I don't even know, Dia Tune. I'm going to guess that's what it says. It's been three years now that I've been listening here, and he, this is the reasons. Number one, These guys have the passion and the love of the game. Between them all, number two, they have very different opinions but give reasons and statistics to back up their theory. Number three, they're hysterical. Reminds me of my original league when we did fantasy before it was on the internet some 15 years ago. Number four, targets, touches, and looks. These guys record... And show you weekly what the touches targets totals are for each player, a.k.a. opportunity. Five, strength of schedule for all of you who believe they are great at fantasy. You're not until you know the player's strength of schedule a huge difference maker for when drafting and trading. I've won so many side bets because of knowing how good a player will perform from their, meaning our, strength of schedule. Well, thank you, uh, Deatune, D E I T O O N E. We appreciate it. Keep those reviews coming in, ladies and gentlemen. I will keep reading them, and you, yes, you might be able to win a Walter Payton Sweetness limited edition print. Okay, that was a mouthful. Lytics, you gotta, you gotta hang on, brother, because I uh, want to do a bit of weekend review, as you know. We are giving folks picks. We are given quarterbacks, streams, tight ends, uh, running backs. You can pick up, up the waiver wire, DFS. So I want to kind of chart how I'm doing and how my guests are doing. Uh, we can review. So my quarterbacks thus far all have been 50% available. I picked Stafford week one, and afterward, he was the most picked up quarterback. He scored fourth highest that week. I picked Matt Ryan week two. He was the second highest. I'm not kidding you, man. If you add up my two quarterback streams, they add up to 51.9 points. That is quarterback number one. If you would have started my two streamers, you would have quarterback number one right now. The running back call. Where? Okay, that was a big one. Lots of people were on where. Week one, he ended up being running back two for the week. But, dude. I went with Fozzie Whitaker last week. Didn't see anybody talking Fozzie Whitaker. He ended up 15th overall. If you add up my two calls for week one and two, I'd be sitting at or you'd be sitting at running back number four right now. Wide receiver, I picked Fuller week one and Wallace week two. If you added up both those guys, you'd be tied for sixth in PPR. That would be tied with A.J. Green. I'm doing quite well. If I could toot my own horn, I mean, come on, give me some love for the
1: Fozzie Whitaker. What do you think? Yeah, Fozzie Fozzy was a pretty in, intense call. I didn't. I did not see that happening. Um, yeah. Another one was Matt Ryan. I had. I had a pulled up like all these scenarios where Matt Ryan hasn't scored above like 18 fantasy points, even like traveling from. From the East Coast to the West Coast, he's never scored more than blah, 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 and he just came out and lit it up. Yeah,
0: I'm taking this opportunity because I I fear this is the best it's going to get as my season goes on, but hopefully not. Uh, My tight end, I picked Jesse James both weeks. If you added it up, you'd be at tight end 15 right now. Now, I did mention Clive Walford last week. He was sixth best, but my official, I always give you an official pick, uh, was Jesse James. DFS... Uh, i got to say, last week, D-Rex, he picked uh, Sterling Shepard, Mike Evans, Jameson Crowder last week, all of whom finished in the top 24 in PPR. Uh, DFX I chart a little different. Obviously, the pricing is, is out there. You could certainly pick the, the top, most expensive guy every week, and, you know, you'd probably end up doing pretty well. Basically, on DraftKings, which is what I play, you want to get about three times value for every $1,000. You want about 3X. 4X is even better. 4x, you're almost for sure to take home the money. 3x, you're you're probably in the hunt. Dak and Manning, those combined together, they're at uh, a little over 2x value, so not great. My running backs were Ware and Woodhead. I did pretty well, unfortunately the Woodhead injury. But uh, if you add those up, they're at five. Or, I'm sorry, four and a half x. I'm going to take that. Wide receivers, Marvin Jones and ODB, uh, they totaled right now, they'd be at 2.2x value for every $1,000. Dwayne Allen and Virgil Green, they combined to just over 4x value, so that's good. You're in the money there. Defense, I'm not doing too well. Arizona and the Patriots, uh, they combined for 1.75 uh, value for every thousand spent so just a week in review let you know how we are doing we're charting this all year just to uh let you guys know to peel back the curtain uh fishbowl let you uh see what's going on and uh, hopefully improve you can look back and see where you went wrong and why and make your picks better now one way we're going to kick it off here is vegas uh Lytics, give me your input if you uh, see anything come up here but Some favorable running game scripts. These are a lot of the games that we're going to be talking about. Cleveland, Miami. Cleveland right now has an implied team total of just 16.75. So we are talking about this, guys. Miami, that could be a defense we're going to talk and talk a lot of. Miami has an implied team total of 26.75. That's the largest spread of the week, 10.75 favorites could be a nice game for the miami running backs this could also indicate the browns are going to need to pass in order to stay in the game it's a negative game script for the browns now what with their quarterback woes and the fact they're on the road it's a nice defensive stream or deep uh, dfs play for the dolphins another favorable game script for running backs um uh, lowest over under the week is san fran seattle at just 40.5 san fran's expected to score 15.5 seattle has a uh, net implied team total of 25 points again that's a 10 point spread so tied with miami and cleveland for the largest of the week uh that's a decent implied team total for seattle 25 points should mean a good ground game for seattle and one kristen michael Minnesota. We've got Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, Over-under is 43. Now, Minnesota, implied team total just 17.75. Carolina's where you want to look. They are favored by Uh, 7.5. 25.25 implied team total. Just for you guys to to think about, anything over 24 is good, and you're going to want action out of those teams. Carolina, 25.25 is what they're expected to score. Plus, It's a large spread. Anything uh, five and over is great, and they're at seven and a half. A large spread, large implied team total. That's going to be a positive game script, meaning Carolina running backs. Big plays. So lots of scoring opportunity. You want players in these games. Atlanta, New Orleans, uh, man, that's a largest. Over under the week, 53.5. Detroit, Green Bay. Uh, 48 points between the two, Green Bay has a 27.75 implied team total, second highest of the week, but again, I could see playing guys on both sides of that, because it could be something of a shootout, San Diego Indy, another biggie, that's the, uh, that's the only, um, only, there's two games that are over 50 points, again, Atlanta, New Orleans, and now we've got San Diego Indy, so, Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, Green Bay, San Diego, Indy games. You want to have players in. Some other notables. I think the Giants, they've got a 25.5 implied team total, and Arizona has a 25 and a quarter point total. Again, I want guys in those games. Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, Green Bay, San Diego, Indy, and even the Giants, and even Arizona. All right. One other one I'm going to talk about a little later, but it's the uh, Oakland game. We're we're going to get into that. I think that one, uh, I'm taking the over on the Tennessee-Oakland, but we'll talk about that. That could be a good one as well. Looks like going to be a lot of shootouts for Oakland this year, and I am indeed betting the over on that game. All right, let's get into this week's streaming picks. Once again, we are streaming quarterback, tight end, and defense, and all of these guys we're going to talk about are available in 50% of NFL fantasy leagues let's start off with you lytics i'm gonna uh, sap on some centennial ipa uh my, my voice is dry from all the chatter i just got done doing and why don't you tell me who you're gonna pick up this week at the quarterback
1: spot all right so we got a couple options available actually first one's going to be matt ryan he's roughly available in 58 of nfl.com like nfl.com leagues which is pretty ridiculous if you ask me considering the week one and week two he just put up but they got drew Brees and the saints in the superdome we're talking about a high over under gonna be a lot of fantasy points scored currently the number two quarterback in nfl.com i'm a quarterback scoring you can't go wrong with matt ryan another one is is ryan Tannehill. He's available in about 90% of leagues. It's, pretty, it's a pretty chalky type of pick considering that they're playing the Browns and they should just blow out the Browns. Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker just came off, came off some pretty hot games and they should um, uh, continue to see that success with um, uh, Ryan Tannehill under center. One downside to this game is it could end up being a scrimmage where you get Kenyon Drake and Jay Ajayi both battling it out to see who the better running back is um, uh, because they don't really know who that guy is behind Foster right now. Um, Adam Gase, he has a love-hate relationship with Jai. It's kind of like Philbin and Miller, but it's really, it's really hard to decipher on what he wants really. Yeah, no kidding. That's a
0: that's a rough one. Uh, I, man, I really want to love Ajayi, but uh, like you say, Gase doesn't. So, in your mind, do you think that's good for Tannehill? I mean, is he going to be tossing it more since maybe they don't have a clear uh, running back to take the reins, and they're going to rely more on Tannehill's arm?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a toss up at this time. I mean, I I like Ryan Tannehill this week, but. At the same time, you could see them try and run the ball, um, uh, as a 50-50 split up to like say thirty times, just to see what they have. I mean, it's a game they should win and get up big yeah. early. I mean, in order to get up big early, somebody's got to have those points. So it could be Tannehill with a couple of touchdowns right off the bat. Right. Um, uh, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's one of those things. It's uh. Positive game script, right? So they're favored by ten. So they're gonna probably get up, run the ball, and play D. But like you say, you gotta get up by ten. And in order to do that, um they're gonna pass, and they're gonna be in the red zone, I would think a lot, which could even be some sneaky running yards for Tannehill. Uh being that they don't have a running back, maybe he runs it in or uh passes to some of his wide receivers. We saw Parker kind of uh take a big step forward uh last week and of course we we've got he's got some weapons there could even be a sneaky cameron uh play uh but i i like the Tannehill call i like the matt ryan call if if you got to pick one who's your official qb stream
1: i mean you, you got to go with matt ryan i'm um, uh with that over under against drew Brees. there it's just the perfect scenario that dream matchup i
0: concur and uh, again those of you uh, we're talking streamers but again that's that monday night play so you got to be conscious of that uh my quarterback stream this week i'm gonna talk a couple i think officially officially i was going back and forth with this one lytics but officially i'm gonna go with flacco he's available in 88 percent of nfl fantasy leagues now he faces jacksonville The Jaguars have given up 65 points this season. 65 regular points, not not even fantasy, just 65 points. That's a lot. Uh, Only two teams have given up more scoring in the NFL through two weeks. Jacksonville, one of seven teams that have failed to record an interception. Good for Flacco. Uh, Baltimore they're a road favorite i don't like playing teams on uh, on the road or i don't like playing quarterbacks on the road but they are indeed a road favorite they've got a pretty high team implied total at 24.25 both steve smith and mike wallace have favorable wide receiver cornerback matchups Jacksonville Prince Amukamara, he was out last week. He's he's still a little banged up, still listed as questionable, of course. Questionable ain't what she used to be. Uh what with the no more probable call anymore, but he is banged up as is Devon House. Uh both play left cornerback, so that could be something that Flacco could take advantage of. Uh, Jacksonville's also down a right cornerback in Aaron Colvin. They already have lost Michael Bennett and Jonathan Woodard from their D-line for the year. Uh the scary thing though uh they held Aaron Rodgers to under 200 yards uh week 2 Rivers only put up 220 so Jacksonville they're they're giving up a lot of points but they've sort of held two very good quarterbacks in check thus far but I still think Flacco uh it's going to be a high scoring game for him and I like the situation, I like his opportunity, so Flacco is my guy. Now, my other guy who I've been going back and forth with, and I gotta say, I still am am torn. I am maybe 52% on Flacco, 48% on Alex Smith. He's available in over 63% of NFL Fantasy Leagues. I think Mr. Smith has a rebound game this week after a rough road performance last week. He's back at Arrowhead. Now, in his career, He's played four more games on the road than he has at home. However, he has 22 double-deuce more passing touchdowns at home despite playing less games there. So he likes throwing those TDs at home. This week, the Jets come to town. Revis, speaking of things that ain't what they used to be, Revis ain't what he used to be. He's going to be on Macklin. Do you believe this? Revis has given up the second most fantasy points per route run to opposing wide receivers what the heck uh, the Jets have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers in the first two weeks they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks and they've given up the fifth most passing yards their two starting inside backers are both questionable with Harris in limited practice so far this week and Aaron Henderson has not practiced at all Smith has been a bit erratic Uh, He's known for a great floor normally, but week one, he put up more fantasy points than he did at any point last year. Week two, he put up less fantasy points than any time he did last year. Plus, many people forget, the man has wheels. On any given week, he can give you another four points by rushing, I think... Uh, It's going to be a nice, solid floor game for Alex Smith. So uh, depending on if you need those points or if you're using this for DFS calls, for streaming, I'm still staking Flacco, uh, but I do like Smith as well. Let's move on to streaming of the tight end. Now, you got a guy that I I like
1: as well. Who's your tight end call this week? Well, the official one's got to be Dennis Pitta. I yeah, mean, baby. it's good to see this guy come off the injury that he did and and produce the way he's produced right now. Any yeah. other team, um, uh, probably would have gave up on him after that injury. Um, uh, but the Ravens held tight. Um, uh, they they got a feeling for him. They love him, I guess, over there. But um, uh, he's available. Got a feeling for the
0: flavor of a pitta.
1: <laughs> but he's available in over eighty-eight percent of leagues on NFL.com. He played. I want to say it was around 90 percent of the snaps in week one, which is pretty insane, considering the injury he came off of and it being week one. Uh, but he saw four targets in that game. Uh, the next game though, 12, he saw 12 targets, caught nine receptions, just over 100 yards. I mean that's gold. I'm off for a tight end streamer right there. He should continue his success as a security blanket. I'm off for Flacco and the Ravens.
0: Yeah, Pitta is second in tight end yardage. And averaging eight targets per game, only three tight ends can boast uh, a better average than that. He's just one of six tight ends to account for at least 20% of the team's targets. So uh, Flacco loves him, and uh, he's a great call this week. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a couple of things here. One. Stop on by pyromaniac.com. We're ramping up the content. We've got some new weekly pieces this se- uh, season, including off the top of our heads, the injury report, weekly matchups, plus the articles and charts you know and love, targets, touches, and looks, pyro, power, rankings, weekly pickups, And as Lytics is doing some great work on uh, some of the weekly charts and, and the write-ups. He's got some cool stuff coming out we got so much stuff cranking right now at pyromaniac.com. I'm going to be doing some quick hit videos. I did a practice report last week, going to do that again on Saturday. Plus, we got a ton, as I said, Lytics, a bunch of new writers. It's really an exciting time, so check it out over at pyromaniac.com. Before we pay the bills, folks, i got to ask a trivia question to Lytics and all of you listening out there. In the red zone this season, sir, there is only one quarterback in the red zone that has thrown more interceptions than actual touchdowns? Which quarterback has thrown more red zone INTs than TDs? You think about that while you listen to this. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Pyromaniac Mo, and I've got Lytx here with me. And I asked the trivia question number one. In the red zone this season, there's only one quarterback that has thrown more interceptions than actual TDs. Lytx, you are the voice of the people. What is your answer? Which quarterback do you think has thrown more picks than TDs
1: in the red zone? I think I got this one. It's actually fairly surprising a must, since the guy I'm thinking of hasn't actually thrown a red zone pick in his career up to this point, and that's going to be Kirk Cousins. Sadly. No?
0: No, I'm no. You're right, oh. but I'm saying it's sad because he's my he's my quarterback on my league of record, and uh, I know Drex loved him. He was a, a pyro favorite. You are right, sir, but sadly he's on my team, and sadly you're right. Uh, some guys that I thought you might go for Matt Ryan. He's thrown one red zone INT, but he's got three red zone touchdowns to offset that. Brock Osweiler. He's one and one, so he's thrown the same amount now. Cousins. Holy Moses, man uh he's a pyro favorite as i said he's thrown one red zone touchdown and two ints i've got some news for you and and maybe honestly lytics maybe this is just me talking to myself so i can sleep through the night and i can stop crying into my pillow uh here's the positive stuff he does have two games over 300 passing yards so he's kind of got some hollow games the passing yards are there just hasn't scored yet so i'm hoping for some positive regression he's got 17 red zone attempts only one quarterback philip rivers has more red zone attempts. Now, despite those 17 attempts, he only has one touchdown. Uh, personally, I'm not a big believer in Matt Jones. I think, I know D-Rex's love for Matt Jones, but I think because of a lack of running back that he, Phillip, I'm sorry, he, Kurt Cousins, should have some high red zone touchdowns. I mean, they've been in the red zone, uh, according to RotoWire, 21 times. 17 of those, he has passed Four of those they've given to Matt Jones. Uh, Now, this week, he's got the Giants. And, uh, Lytx, you were one of the ones that pointed this out. But the Giants are great, or let's say good, against wide receiver number ones, opposing wide receiver number ones. But they are not very good against wide receiver number twos. Uh, They rank 26th against wide receiver number twos against, uh, according to football outsiders, adjusted defense over average. So, let's take a peek. Cole Beasley had a wide receiver 2, 12 targets, 8 receptions, 65 yards in week 1. Last week, Willie Sneed, 8 targets, 54 yards, and a TD. So in both weeks, the Giants have allowed more fantasy points to the opposing wide receiver 2 than the opposing wide receiver 1. So, Jamison Crowder, he's going to draw Dominic Rogers' curl Marty uh, Letix, what do you think about
1: Crowder this week? Would you would, uh, would you play this guy? Uh, yeah, Crowder is actually going to be a sneaky play. He's actually got the most targets on the team right now, and he's definitely surplanted Garcon as that number two on um, a wide receiver. But he's definitely trending up at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were talking
0: Garcon, you know, maybe not even make the team or at least, you know, probably going to get cut next year. I really like Crowder. And as you pointed out, you're kind of charting this. Uh, Football outsiders, they do a good job with yards for each of the positions. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end, running back. They do a good job with yards and targets, I believe. Uh, But you're starting to track fantasy points. Uh a given up to wide receiver one, wide receiver two, are you not?
1: Yeah, that's what we're trying to include in the matchups here. Um uh, within the next week or so is we got these charts that's gonna show how a um uh, team is doing against a certain um uh, position, like how they are how they um uh, how they're doing against like a running back one, how they're doing against how they're doing against a running back two or the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two or the wide receiver three. And it'll also show like a market share. So like how many targets are they getting compared to the um, uh, attempts? So like it could look like they didn't have a good game because they had five or so targets, but then the quarterback only threw 25 times. That's still a 25% market share. That's a still pretty high. And I'm right. like, we're going to do that for the targets, the receptions, and the yards. And then it's also going to include the fantasy points on there as well. So we'll just pick a couple um, uh, and throw them in the matchups.
0: I think that's going to be awesome. We do the targets, touches, and looks, and I think uh, team target share is so valuable. I think that's going to be great. And like I said, football outsiders, they do a great job showing how a team does against a wide receiver too. Per se, or a wide receiver three, but it's not really done for fantasy purposes. So I really want to see how it is for fantasy purposes. Like we had to kind of do the math to figure out that New York was giving up more fantasy points to wide receiver twos than wide receiver ones. But we're gonna have a chart that shows it to you. Into that, ladies and gentlemen, into you, Linux. I say, Valverde. Valverde. All right, all right. So we left off. Tight end streamer, you went with Pitta, who I gotta say I love. Great minds think alike. Um, I'm gonna probably go ahead and make Pitta boy. Arr. I almost want to make him my my official of the week, but I got a few to throw out, so I got a few moments here as I pour my Founders All Day IPA. I got a few moments to kind of think about my official tight end, but let me start off with Mr. Cook. Now, hasn't done so much yet in the Bay of Green, but he is available in 88% of NFL fantasy leagues. Green Bay is, of course, at home to my beloved, my beloved Lions. I, I just, in theory... I can't go ahead and pick Cook just because of the situation. But, uh, as I said, faces Detroit, no other team, no other team has given up more fantasy points to the position than the Lions, and I mean they are giving it up. They've allowed opposing tight ends to rack up nearly 57 fantasy points in PPR. San Diego, they've allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and they've allowed nearly 20 points less than Detroit, for goodness sakes. Historically, tight end has done well against the Lions. Richard Rodgers, uh, I don't even let my, my children say his name. Uh, of course, he put a dagger in the heart of Lions fans with uh, the Hail Mary. Green Bay have an implied team total of 26.5. Detroit is the only team to allow four tight ends. I'm sorry, four Touchdowns to the tight end position through two weeks. Heck, Atlanta and Detroit are the only two that have given up more than two touchdowns to tight ends. So Cook is a great play out there if you can get him. Another guy that I'm liking is Clive Walford, Pyro. Favorite. By the way, I want to take time just to say a few things. One, we're trying to give out good energy here at Pyro. Uh, We want you to go forth in life and and give good energy. Remember, this is fantasy football. It's all about the fun. Kyle Walford has long been a pyro favorite. He's long been a Dave T. Thomas favorite. We love Dave T. Now, a couple of you have asked me on Twitter, Dave T., we we did some great interviews with him this uh, summer. He was supposed to check in with us from camp. Uh, I was kind of talking that up a little bit this summer, saying we've got an NFL scout who's going to check in with us. Uh, Pyromaniacs, I I want to... Give a moment of silence for Dave T. His wife has passed on. Uh, So, uh, Dave, our heart is with you. Our mind is with you. So, a moment of air silence for you, Dave T. All right. Our hearts and our minds are with you, Dave T. As you struggle through this time, we love you. Now, Clive Walford, available in 92% of NFL Fantasy Leagues, tons of talent in this kid, could be poised on a breakout season. It's looking like the Oakland D is not going to live up to the preseason hype. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts, if you ask me. This offense appears to be a rolling in the D. Defense is not. Uh, only two teams have scored more points than the Raiders this season. So I like this shootout, and I like Clive Walford. I also like Jordan Cameron, believe it or not. Uh, this could be a sneaky tight end play. They're uh, operating without Arian Foster. Cameron catches passes in the same area of the field as did Foster. They are 10-point home favorites. They face Cleveland! Cleveland! Uh, on an average, has given up 18.2 fantasy points to tight ends this season, uh, and they've given up the most passing yards. So, Jordan Cameron, I know he hasn't done much, but he could be a sneaky play. Here's my official play, and you're going to hear this guy again. I was sitting on the fence, wasn't sure who I was going to go with. I really do like Pitta. I also like Cook, but just because I'm a Lions fan, I can't go with it. Um... I'm I'm going to go with Burton as my tight end play this week. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but could be a sneaky play if you're in a pinch. I'd wager he's available. In fact, in NFL fantasy, he's available in 99.6% of leagues. Ertz has been ruled out. Philly is at home to Pitt. Pittsburgh is actually a road favorite, so Philly will likely be in a position to pass. Now, according to PFF, Wentz is actually their highest-graded quarterback, if you can believe it. Pitt has given up the 11th most points to tight ends thus far, leads all tight ends with 22.6 targets to snap percentage So considering the amount of snaps he's out there, he's getting the highest amount of targets. Uh, Pitt, just one of two teams that has only achieved one sack thus far this season. So Wentz could find him. I just think he's got a great opportunity. I think they're going to need to pass. Again, I really like Cook. Uh, The Lions have given up the most. It was between Burton and Cook. Doggone it, Littick's. I'm changing my mind right here on the air, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go with Cook. I'm going with the Cook <laughs> as my official pick just because the Lions are so terrible. My heart tells me to go with Cook, but my, of course my soul tells me don't bet against the Lions. But that's why I went with Burton. I still like Burton. We're going to talk about him later. Uh, I hope I'm not upsetting the gods as I am picking a guy to go against the Lions. But I just think Cook is in a fantastic situation oh man this is i'm exercising demons now lytx I, I don't know if i should be doing this this is a sacrilege here in the land of the lions uh any more tight ends you want to talk about or you want to move on to the defense
1: my man uh one last one on jack doyle is an interesting uh yeah, prospect baby. available in about 80 percent of leagues um, with the Moncrief injury, they could um uh, move to a lot more two tight end sets and get both Allen and Doyle involved. We've already seen him hit Pater um uh, once this year. Could definitely um uh, see more in the future. Yeah,
0: he really shocked the fantasy world there first season. But I really think without Moncrief, we could see a lot of uh two tight end sets. Dorsett is a guy I like, although I'm going to talk about him later. He might pull or see a lot of Jason Verrett. Might catch some Verrett syndrome, if you will. Uh, So I think they are going to indeed pull two tight ends. They need the blocking. They need the offensive line help. And it's worked well for them in the past when they had Fleener and Dwayne Allen. So I, I like that call as well. Just to recap here real quick. Uh, Pitta was the official call for Lytics. I wavered and went back and forth, and I'm not going to be able to sleep about it, but I am going to take Jared Cook. Matt Ryan was Lytics' official quarterback pick, and Flacco was my official quarterback pick. Let's move on to streaming defenses. Lytics, I believe you've got a couple picks, and one of which I really love. So go ahead and uh, talk your defensive streamers this week. The obvious pick here has got to be
1: Miami. Miami's available in roughly 88% of NFL.com leagues. They're going against a rookie quarterback in Cody Kessler and the Browns. The only thing the Browns got going for them right now is Isaiah Crowell. Um, uh, But he could be facing some stacked boxes against a pissed-off Dolphins team who just dropped two in a row on the road. Their first home game of the year. They're going to come out electric, force some turnovers, force some sacks, we could definitely they could definitely end up being a top six option this week. But they're my official streaming pick. Another one that's gonna be available in around ninety-eight percent of leaks is the Bucks defense against the Rams. The Rams are going probably gonna be rolling out Case Keenum. Um I haven't had any official word on who's gonna be the backup. It might be Goff um, most likely. But the Bucks defense It could be a strong play as well against a very turnover-prone Case Keenum. Yeah, a couple of things. One with uh,
0: (laughs) uh, the Rams. Who would have thought that the number one overall pick would be one of the last rookie quarterbacks to start? I mean, my goodness. Uh, Jeff Fisher, how this man, they've been whispers about contract extensions I don't know, but once upon a time, the great blues man, Robert Johnson, met the devil at a crossroads and made a deal of the century. Well, if that was the deal of the century, I think Jeff Fisher, if he gets this contract extension, he... Is walked away from some crossroads at midnight deep down in Mississippi with the ink still wet on that contract, because I don't know how Mr. 8-8 himself gets a contract extension, and he's still not playing golf. But I digress. I like the Miami call a lot. As you said, home to Cleveland, uh, the 10-point spread. Not only that, like you said, with uh, the rookie quarterback there, uh, only two teams have run fewer plays from scrimmage uh, than Cleveland, I believe. I'm sorry, Then the Dolphins, so it's going to be a a low game script. The Browns have the second-lowest implied team total of the week. Only four teams have given up more sacks. Only one team has tossed more INTs than the Browns. Uh, There's just stat after stat after stat that goes against Cleveland. According to Football Outsiders, uh, the defensive rank basically uh, against offensive efficiency, Cleveland is dead last, so they're just in a hole, and this is certainly... Uh, My official pick is Miami, while I do love them, and that's my pick, and it's going to be a real chalk pick. A lot of people are going to be playing Miami. If you can pick up Dallas, if you can't get Miami, I think Dallas is decent. Dallas is home to Chicago. Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. Chicago has an implied team total of 20.5. Chicago ranks 30th in yards per drive. Chicago ranks 30th in points per drive. And 31st in plays per drive. Think that's bad? They're 29th in offensive efficiency. So could very well be a lagging game for Chicago. Uh, We could be without, Cutler could be with Alshon, or without both Cutler and Alshon. Only two teams have scored fewer points than the Bears. So I really do like Dallas if you can't pick yourself up a Miami Dolphins team. Okay, those were the streamers. As I said, Miami is my official call, as is Lytics. He talked also about the Bucs. I talked about Dallas for the tight end. We, we threw a bunch of calls out there. Trey Burton, Jordan Cameron, which is my least favorite. Clive Walford. We got Pitta. I officially went with Cook, although I don't feel good about it. And uh, Lytics went with Pitta for the, the quarterbacks. Lytics talked about Tannehill, and he's picking Matt Ryan for his official. I talked about Alex Smith. And I'm taking Flacco as my official quarterback streamer. Before we roll on here, I've got trivia question number two. All righty. In 2016, according to Pro Football Reference, in 2016, who leads the NFL in red zone rush attempts? So, so far this year through two weeks. In the regular season, who leads the NFL in red zone rushing attempts? Think about that as you listen to this. We will be right back with the PyroLite Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. The season is here, and in order to dominate your league, become a Pyro Pro. You can join for just a week, a month, or a full year. You get tons of news feeds. Or you get our official rankings, which now includes the heat index, which is awesome. Uh, access to the resource toolbox, and of course you get access to the mindshare. You can ask us questions on second opinions. We answer everything asked. Plus, we are starting to really ramp up the news feeds, which of course gives you the fantasy goo. So you get the news, you get the stats, but then also how you can use it to capitalize on fantasy Information about becoming a pyro pro is available right now at pyromaniac.com all right trivia number two in 2016 according to pro football reference who leads the nfl in red zone rush attempts mr Linux, what is
1: your answer you really got me stumped i have no clue um uh... this one's a hard one because it's not a guy you would typically think of in
0: fact this is a guy you would typically say is not good in the red zone
2: Ah oh,
1: man since you threw out that clue, I mean I was gonna I was gonna think the Steelers, but Yeah, don't think normal. This is anti
0: normal, which, you know, is me in a nutshell, but don't think normal. This is why it's a good trivia question. Be, it's kind
1: of It's gotta be kind the of Patriots.
0: Sure. I'm gonna put you off the hook here. Matt freaking Forte oh, has yeah. twelve red zone rushing attempts. What the heck? Because I and along with a lot of other analysts really liked Bilal Powell. Why? Well, one, he he did great uh, catching passes out of the backfield, but because Forte was so inefficient at, as a red zone runner, I thought Bilal Powell was going to take over as uh, the red zone back and get some opportunities. But oh my gosh! Is not only is Forte rushing, he's doing well at rushing in the red zone. Forte has 12 rushing attempts, followed right behind with 11. You got my boy C.J. Anderson. I did a uh, off the top of my head's about him after week one, and then you got a Melvin Gordon who is just going to be increasing that. What with the injuries down there in San Diego, which as we all know means a whale's vagina. All righty then, moving right along. We we covered our streamers. Now let's move on to pick and flick. These are waiver wire pickups. You can grab right now and flick right into your starting lineup. Once again, same rules apply. 50% availability in NFL fantasy leagues. So chances are these are guys you can get right now in your league. Grab them off the waiver wire, plug them in this week, and play. I gotta say, your running back pick—I I tell you—they say great minds think alike. Now I've never thought of myself as a great mind, but I'm gonna bump up to that category because you picked a lot of the guys that I
1: liked. Who do you like at uh, running back? So the guy I'm leaning on is gonna be Dwayne Washington out of Detroit. Yeah, baby. We're talking about a six foot one, two hundred twenty-five, two hundred twenty-six pound pounder. And it's even crazier that he runs a four four forty. So he's got speed, he's got the size, he's got the weight, he's just got the ability to do it all. And he's also actually a very reliant pass catcher. I know Theo Riddick has that opportunity on lockdown, but in his final two years at Washington, he actually averaged around a four point five to one. I' um, a rush to reception ratio, and in the senior year is actually quite larger than that, but he he's a nice pickup this week, and I um, uh, could see some goal line work and plunge his way into the end zone and hit that pay dirt
0: yeah i I like him a lot. I was going to go with him, however, got a few other guys to mention one McKinnon. I love him as a long-term play. I really want to sit back and and see how they use it. This is McKinnon could honestly be one of those situations like last year. We saw Hillman, who ironically is now in Minnesota. But last year we saw CJ Anderson in fantasy. Everybody's screaming CJ, CJ, CJ. And for some reason, the coaching staff just seemed to want to go with Hillman. Same deal last year, Miami. We remember... Mr. Lamar Miller uh, not getting the looks, the touches that he deserved. Everybody in fantasy is screaming for it. He doesn't get it. Uh, This could be the same thing with McKinnon and Asiata. And like I said, now they've got Hillman there. But I do like McKinnon long-term. I also like a Thompson long-term because, one, they just don't seem to be getting it done with Matt Jones. they got some injuries there. So I do like a Thompson long-term. But i got two guys for you. One, I'm just going to toss out, this is not my official, but I'm going to toss them out there. Sproles is available in 88% of NFL Fantasy Leagues. In week one, he was on the field for 49% of the team snaps. Not bad. Uh, Matthews was on the field for just over 48%. Okay, pretty even split there. Last week, Matthews was on the field for 39% and Sproles 53%. Philly is at home to Pitt. It seems like Sproles is taking a larger role there. One of the reasons I really love Sproles, I was high on him at the beginning of the season. And by high on him, I think I had him rated ranked 48 total in standard. But because he catches passes out of the backfield and he can be utilized in the red zone, as we saw last week, he just didn't happen to get in on his red zone rushes. But they're going to give it to him. And as we saw last week, he's getting the opportunities 53% to Matthew's 39%. As I said, Philly's at home to Pitt. Pittsburgh is a five-point favorite, which favors the passing game script for Philly. No better pass catcher. Well, that's arguable. But one of the best pass-catching backs, Mr. Sproulin' with my homies. Uh, Pittsburgh has given up... The second most yards to running backs out of the backfield, and that's who Sproles gets this week. Pittsburgh is giving up 9.5 targets per game to running backs again. Second most in the NFL. However, my official call, ladies and gentlemen, last week I went with Fozzie Whitaker. This week, I'm sticking with the team, but now I'm calling for Cap. Cameron, artist, paint. He's available in 98% of leagues. Now... Let's take a look back. We're going to fire up the DeLorean. We're going to get that sucker going 88 miles per hour. And we're going to go all the way back to last year. When Stewart went out, as he is now for Carolina, Stewart went out in week 14. Cap, Cameron Artis Payne, received 37 looks in the final three games. So that's uh, targets plus carries. 37 looks in the final three games. In two of those three, Whitaker, uh, now he didn't play in week 17, but in weeks 15 and 16, Whitaker got 11. So if you use history as any sort of indication, when they're both on the field, when they're both there, Cameron Artis Payne has been a scratch because Fozzie plays special teams Cameron doesn't so when they've had a plethora of backs when they've had uh, three backs as they have in the past they didn't need Cameron thus he didn't play now they need Cameron Artis Payne and when he's the option between he and Fozzie Whitaker basically they're going to play Cameron Artis Payne in fact coaching staff has come out and said Cap is going to be the starter again look to history when the two are on the field at the same time uh, Cap is the man Now, I'm not an idiot. I know they've got Fozzie. Uh, They've got Tolbert. And even uh, Cami Nostax is there. So they do have a ground game by community, running back by community. But Cap is going to be the man. Carolina is home. They're favored by 7.5. They have an implied team total of 25.25. If you add all that up, a high implied team total, a large point spread, a home game that should equate positive game script and a good running game good ground game that is what indicated a good game for fozzy whitaker last week because jonathan stewart was banged up so i thought maybe they would rest stewart they didn't rest him and he went on to get hurt but because of the game script that identified fozzy whitaker to me last week it, it's the same game script this week and i think it could be cameron Artis Payne. that's my official pick any other running backs, or do you want to move on to the wide receiver
1: and, and talk some pass catchers? I think we pretty much knocked out the running backs. We can move
0: on. All right, baby. I'm gonna start this party rolling with wide receivers. Tajay Sharp. I know you like him too. We we arm wrestled for this guy. I'm gonna. I won. Where we did some uh, some talking beforehand he's a great pick i believe i don't want to put words in your mouth but i think you like him as well tajay sharp available in 89 percent of nfl fantasy leagues he's my official wide receiver pick and flick a guy you can pick up and flick right into your lineup now i really think this is going to be a shootout i am literally betting the over on this it's a 46.5 over under i'm taking the over titans are home favorites again playing against oakland they have an implied team total, the Titans do, of 24.25. Again, anytime it's over 24 has been uh, a correlation to good fantasy. Sharp should go up against Sean Smith. Sean Smith has given up the most fantasy points per route run. Let me say that again. On a per-route basis. There is no other cornerback in the league that has given up more fantasy goo to opposing wide receivers. That's the guy Tazai Sharp is going against. Oakland also starting a rookie in Carl Joseph at safety. Uh, no team has given up more fantasy points to opposing wide receiver than the Raiders. No team has allowed more touchdowns. Five to opposing wide receiver than the Raiders. No team has allowed more receptions, 35, to opposing wide receivers than the Raiders. No team has allowed more yards to opposing wide receivers, 564, than the Raiders. Now, it's only been two weeks. Uh, They've allowed four different wide receivers to score a touchdown one did it twice they've allowed three different wide receivers to go for over 100 yards they've allowed three to rack up double digit fantasy points in ppr this spells tajay sharp i know he had a bit of a down week last week i'm not concerned with that you got to have a short uh, memory in fantasy this is a golden opportunity couple other guys just in case tajay sharp's not available dorsett i mentioned him earlier i like it because he's available 95 percent of leagues Moncrief is out Uh, they are home to san diego potential of a shootout this is one of two games that have a over 50 point over under the implied team total for uh, indy so basically what i'm saying there is vegas expects indy to score nearly 27 points here's the the caveat here's the flip side i think dorsett is likely to see Verrett. So, one, if you got Hilton, or if you can pick up Hilton and DFS, I think that's kind of a sneaky, not a sneaky, but I think that's a good play. But I do like Dorsett, especially going forward with Moncrief out. He just happens to draw a really good corner this week. Last guy I'm going to toss out, Terrell Pryor, available 98% of leagues receiving Terrell Pryor. 28.8% of the team market share. Only nine wide receivers have a higher slice of the pie of course all of that came before Coleman suffered his injury so now he's going to get an even bigger slice of the pie he's thrust into the wide receiver one spot as with Dorset there is a caveat there is a downside double k cody i don't even know if that's right i don't even know how he spells yeah, that I think name it's but c. Co- <laughs> is it with a c I'm damn pretty sure it would have been so clever and i'm never clever uh cody kessler uh but uh, Man, the Browns, they're they're facing a huge deficit. If they're going to be in this game at all against Miami, who's favored by 10, they have to throw. Now, Miami, um, they're not bad. I mean, they are uh, top 12. They've given up the 11th most yards to opposing wide receivers. If you're looking for something, they've given up the 11th most fantasy points. But again, I still think Miami is the best uh, defensive play this week. However, I think Terrell Pryor could get his. I think he is the only one on that offense of a wide receiver passing to be able to do something. You know, I love Crowell, uh, but I I just think because the game script is going to be so much of an uphill battle, so much of a deficit, they're going to have to pass if they do anything. I think it's going to come through Pryor. Kind of a kind of a sh- uh, a long shot there. Hage Sharp, I am fully on board with. Uh Dorset, I like long term Terrell Pryor, it's kind of a dart throw. Lytics, who are you liking for a wide receiver that somebody can pick up off the waiver wire right now and play?
1: I knew I had somebody different on the script, but I'm gonna flip the script. We're gonna go with Quincy and Nunwa here. They're playing against the Chiefs this weekend. He actually ranks 20th among wideouts in fantasy points per opportunity and he's actually caught 13 of his 14 targets which is pretty insane considering the volume he's gotten in the yardage he's gotten on top of that um, uh, with the majority of the coverage going towards Decker and Marshall a nun one could have a sneaky game the Jets are turning into one of those power number teams three very viable options in the secondary that could easily light up any weekend. So, I think Quincy and could be a very strong play. Yeah, i am actually going to talk about him a little bit later with
0: uh DFS because I I think unfortunately Brandon Marshall might not be able to suit up. He is a game time decision. So, if indeed that happens, I think you've got a great call right there. Uh you want to, we all love to sing some sad songs in fantasy football danny woodhead is on my team i've got brandon marshall who will probably not play my only tight end is antonio gates so i've lost essentially for this week at least i've lost two san diego chargers i've got watkins who is likely out so it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. I'm holding on at one and one in my high school league. Come on, I'm fighting out of a corner here. But uh, if indeed Marshall does go down, I
1: really think Anunwiwa is a great pick there. Another sneaky play could actually be Tyrell Williams. He's an electric player. He's actually the number two wide receiver on the Chargers. He caught a touchdown last week. They're going against the Colts this weekend. Oddly enough. The Colts actually haven't allowed a wide receiver touchdown this year or 90 yards receiving, which is pretty crazy considering how depleted their secondary has been. Vontae Davis could be back this week, um, uh, but Tyrell or Travis, they haven't played more than 40% of of their snaps at a specific um, uh, X, Y, or Z position. So they'll both be moving around i um, uh, plenty so they may not get like shadowed by Vonte. he'll probably remain on one side because he's not going to be 100 percent but he's been practicing this week i um, uh, should be playing but tyrell could be a sneaky play considering how on fire philip rivers is right now yeah philip rivers is looking great as
0: i said he uh with 18 red zone attempts he leagues all leads all quarterbacks I like these calls. I do understand that with Indy, you got to be cautious. So one thing we've got coming out is the injury report. We got Mr. Mills, doctor in training, writing those. That's going to be very valuable. I'm coming at you on Saturdays with a video that covers this week's practice reports. And what with the loss of the probable status I think looking at the practice reports is really going to give you an idea of who's going to play. So both situations with Tyrell Williams, I think it's going to be a big hit. If indeed Vontae Davis does play good for Williams, if he doesn't also with the Nunwa I think it's going to be really good for him, obviously, if Brandon Marshall goes. So take a look at the practice report video that I bring out. Take a look at the news feeds that we spit out on Saturday and Sunday. All the information is, is pumped right to you. And one of the greatest things we've done this season is the Twitter feed. So you can input on Pyro Pro up to 100 members. You get all kinds of stuff. You get the rankings. You get news feeds, tidbits, all kinds of great stuff, plus – for every guy that you plug in, you can go to their page, and you'll see the Twitter feed. So, think about it. If you've got a couple leagues, and you've got 30 players that you got to keep an eye on, rather going into Twitter, typing in 30 different names just to get the latest up-to-the-minute info, join PyroPro, all you got to do is click on the player page, which is sent directly to you, because you set it up, and you're going to get the player's Twitter mentions, which I think is invaluable. I'll right officially. I picked Tajay Sharp. I picked Cameron Artis Payne. These are the pick and flicks uh running backs and waiver wire guys you can grab. I believe, Mr. Liddox, you had Dwayne Washington for your official running back. And who's your official uh wide receiver? oh uh, we're gonna go with a nunwa. Going with a nunwa for yeah. your official. All right. DFS, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know, I started at the the beginning here with a a week in review. I've done really well with my streaming calls, and I mean really well. My quarterback, my wide receiver, and my running back are all would-be top ten. I believe I've got the number one quarterback if you would have started my streaming picks. DFS, I'm not doing as well as I did last year. It's early, and I think DFS, to me... Early in the season, we just don't have the data. We have a small sample size. So I always feel like I get better as the season goes on. You don't have, for example, in Alex Smith, where week one, Alex puts up more fantasy points than he did at any point in 2015. Week two he puts up less fantasy points than any time he did in week 15. So I think as we go on, DFS calls get easier and easier, or perhaps they're they're better for you if you listen to such shows as ours and and if you really start following the data. Because early on, small sample size, it's a bit of a dart throw sometimes. Let's start off at the quarterback position, DFS picks we do the daily do's and don'ts which you should check out on pyromaniac.com at the quarterback i'm gonna roll this puppy in i gotta i don't normally do this but i am spending up this week with drew breeze usually i'm saving on the quarterback or at least i'm getting a mid-range guy i think drew breeze could be fantastic he's 9,000 on Fanduel. a better value on DraftKings at 7,900 Now, I got to say, he's a Monday night slate. One thing they're doing this year, the big sites, DraftKings and FanDuel. If you're playing the Millionaire Maker, it is a Sunday-only slate. So you can't play the Millionaire Maker with a Monday night guy such as Drew Brees. You can still enter plenty of tournaments. Of course, you can still do head-to-head in cash. Just not the Millionaire Maker. So, Drew Brees, 9,000 fan duel, 7,900 DraftKings. According to Pro Football Focus, there are only two teams, two teams where the wide receiver cornerback matchup is favorable for all three starting wide receivers. So, we've got 32 teams in the NFL. Pro Football Focus says only two teams have a favorable matchup for all three starting wide receivers. Those two teams happen to be playing each other Monday night. So, we are talking... Potential, potential shootout. Vegas already has it as the largest over-under of the week at 53.5. Saints versus the Falcons. Of course, Drew Brees does better at home. He is indeed at home. Uh, 28.25. That is what Vegas expects New Orleans to score. New Orleans is only three-point favorites. All of that means it's going to be close. They're going to be passing, and there's going to be a lot of points scored. Again, Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, Michael Thomas, all of them, all of them have favorable matchups over Poole, Alford, and True Front. Heck, I even like a Fleener this week. Gimme Drew Brees. Who are you taking at the DFS
1: quarterback spot, Mister Littix? All right, so my official pick is gotta be it's gonna be Marcus Mariota. He's uh, fifty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings and seventy seven hundred dollars on FanDuel. Surprising enough, they have they do have DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry but surprisingly enough they actually haven't scored a single rushing touchdown um uh, this year. neither of them yeah neither of them have scored a single rushing touchdown this year which is which is fairly surprising DeMarco has um uh, scored two touchdowns through the air um uh, but Marcus Mariota will be a sneaky play in a potential shootout like mo said um uh, definitely Probably going to hit that that over mark. And it's just going to be a lot of back and forth scoring. And Marcus Mariota, just just hit on that.
0: Yeah, baby, I looked this up. Uh, Oakland, who Marcus Mariota is going up against, on DraftKings, they have allowed 33.7 points to opposing quarterbacks. That is the most in DraftKings scoring. Same thing on FanDuel. 30.2, but what you're really concerned with is that's the most on FanDuel scoring. So Oakland is just giving it up like a teen on prom night, uh, giving up seven touchdowns. Nobody has given up more touchdowns thus far this season. Breeze put up four TDs against Oakland. Matt Ryan put up three TDs against them. So I like the Marriott call as well. Certainly a little bit cheaper. He's a thousand less on DraftKings. He's uh, what? My math is terrible. Thirteen hundred less on FanDuel. Now moving on to the running back position. I know you got a couple of guys to go, but maybe we can bounce back and forth a bit here. Doggone it! I get to talk some Charles Sims. Moncrief is out, so I can't talk about my dog. Uh, if you've listened to me at all, you know I love Charles Sims and, and Moncrief. Charles Sims, 6,300 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings. I really think Charles Sims is going to be flirting with 20 touches because Martin is out. It's no secret um, that Sims is fan. Fantastic. pro football focus had him rated as a top 10 graded running back last year uh sims he was one of the reasons i was so high on him because if martin did go out he is almost an automatic r b one and i think that's what we could be facing right here right now again Pro Football Focus loved this guy last year. Now he's going to get the opportunity. Last season, he averaged just under 10 fantasy points per game, but I believe he was 17th in PPR. Even though he didn't have the opportunity, now he does. Without Doug Martin, now he does. Without Austin Safarian, I'm drinking too much Jenkins, he's gone. The Bucks are home to L.A. The Bucks are five-point favorites. So to me, you're getting the best of both worlds with the game script. You're getting a ground game and you're getting a passing game, which Charles Sims excels at both. Uh, I'm not looking at last week's Seattle game as any kind of indicator. To me, that was a bit of an outlier. Um, Week one. In week one, this defense that he is facing allowed three rushing touchdowns two different San Francisco backs scored week one Hyde put up uh, just over 21 fantasy points again that Seattle game I'm thinking that's the outlier I think they they, we we saw week one is what we will see uh, against Charles Sims two starters on their defense is listed as questionable for the Rams, LaMarcus Joyner, and Mo Alexander. I just think Charles Sims, if you can grab him, certainly grab him. But DFS has not caught up the pricing. 4900 on DraftKings? They haven't caught up to the Doug Martin situation. They certainly haven't caught up to Austin Severin Jenkins being gone. I think it's a steal, and he is my main call there. Uh, toss out one of your running backs
1: in DFS, sir. All right, so you can't go wrong with Melvin Gordon this week against the Colts 50 5800 dollars on DraftKings 7100 dollars on FanDuel he's pretty much guaranteed a workhorse to roll they could work in Dexter McCluster but it's his it'll be his first game in in a Chargers uniform so yeah. that's probably highly unlikely he gets a lot of snaps but Melvin Gordon that work that workload is going to be fairly large this weekend I like the Gordon.
0: Uh, I think that's... Honestly, a lot of people are going to play Gordon, uh, so I don't think you're going to get much contrarian there. But I really think that's going to be... Gordon can be a cash play. He can also be a tournament play. Again, cash plays, you're looking for a floor, and I think Gordon's got it. And you're looking for... uh, In tournaments, you're looking for a high ceiling. You're looking for the optimal spot, and I think Gordon can deliver that. So I like him in cash. And in GPP or and in tournament plays, uh, another guy that is near and dear to my heart, of course, is Theo Riddick. I do like the the Lions ground game, but I particularly like the pass game. Again, amir Abdul is out. Riddick is 6,400 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings. So I've got two running backs for you. You can spend down on on DraftKings below 5,000 each. Thus, you can pick up a breeze and spend up at the wide receiver spot. Now, Riddick, even on DraftKings, not only is he a better deal in DraftKings at 4,900, he's full point PPR on DraftKings. And that's where Riddick shines. I think this is a great cash play. Cash, you're looking for floor. I think he's got a really good floor here. Uh, again, Amir Abdullah is out. I think he's going to get double digit targets this week. They're playing uh, Green Bay and they are not favored to win. Thus, they're going to be passing. Uh, he runs routes. Riddick runs routes that Stafford loves. Stafford has one of the lowest A dots in the league. Uh, his average depth of target is just 7.6. That's tied for the 29th lowest. What does that mean? Well, he likes passing to Ebron, he likes passing to Riddick, and that's going to set up the long bomb to Marvin Jones. Riddick's going to get a lot of the looks this week. He is 8th in PPR, sandwiched right in between melvin gordon and crowell again ppr riddick's getting it done through the air on DraftKings. they reward full ppr lions are currently seven and a half underdogs to green bay again positive or uh, negative game script they're gonna have to pass and that's what riddick loves last thing my beloved jim bob gooder i'm telling you what i'm erecting a statue of this guy he's been running really fast Plays, lots of no huddle. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity to score, and in a neutral situation, so when the game gets off to a start and nobody's up, the Lions are running the third fastest pace, according to Football Outsiders. Lions currently putting up lots of yards as well. They rank fifth with 411.5 yards per game. That's my Lions, and that's Theo Riddick,
1: give me another running back play that you like this week, sir. All right. We got to go here I'm, uh, with Christine Michael. I'm uh, going against the 49ers. It doesn't look like Thomas Rawls is going to play. It's not like Rawls has done anything outlandish in the past few weeks either. Christine Michael has been clearly outplaying him, but that's that's a different story. Uh, he's only $5,000 on DraftKings, $6,900 on FanDuel. He actually, there was a, Pete Carroll said he could flirt with 20-plus carries this weekend, which is pretty insane workload. Um, Thanks to Graham Barfield on Twitter, um, uh, Christine Michael has has actually gained five-plus yards on 44% of his carries between week one and week two, which is pretty good. Um, uh, Thomas Rawls actually... Converted my forty percent of his carries for five plus lo- yards among um, uh, last year, and out of um, uh, he's actually taken quite a few um uh, snaps out of shotgun. Christine Michael. He's actually got the highest. He's tied for first with of the highest yards per rush out of shotgun formation at five point nine yards. Per attempt, um, uh, which is quite, quite um, uh, amazing. Um, uh, with um, uh, Wilson under in shotgun with him, um, uh, definitely a deadly combo. All right, I got
0: uh, a couple more just to toss out real quick for the running back position and then we're going to roll on. I've got Melvin Gordon. I think of course is a great play price-wise. 5800 on DraftKings, 7100 on FanDuel. I think it's a great cash game play. Uh and I said even with Gordon, GPP as well. D'Angelo Williams, fantastic cash game. You know he's going to put up the points. 7500 on DraftKings, 8800 on Fan duel. Anyone else to mention lytics for running backs before we move on to the next spot? Oh, uh, that's all I got over here. Okay, so before we roll on to our wide receiver calls, we got one more. One more trivia question for y'all, but before we do, since we're talking DFS, it would be a good time to talk DraftKings. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. If it's daily fantasy, it is not a season-long commitment. Play whenever you want. Just pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Over $1 billion will be won this year on DraftKings.com, and you could be next. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code PYRO, P-Y-R-O, all new users to DraftKings receive a deposit matching bonus for up to $600. And you get a free $3 game voucher that's on DraftKings.com. Promo code Pyro. Mm-hmm. Trivia question number three. According to FF Today, there are two teams that have not allowed a quarterback passing touchdown so far this season. Now we've talked a little bit. We've talked a little bit about one, but I'm just going to ask you, can you name the two teams that have not allowed a quarterback passing TD this season? Think about that as you listen to this. We're going to be right back. All right, Pyromaniacs, you are back with Lytics and your beloved host, Pyromaniac Mo. The trivia question number three was, according to FF Today, there are two teams that have not allowed a quarterback passing touchdown so far this season. I'm asking you if you can name both. Now, I don't want to throw anybody off because I even had to double-check this myself earlier. We brought up the fact that that Indy has not allowed a wide receiver to score a touchdown. That doesn't mean Indy didn't allow a quarterback to pass a touchdown to a tight end or to a running back. So once again, I'm asking the question, according to FF Today, there are two teams that have not allowed a quarterback to throw a passing touchdown at all. Can you name the two teams. Heck, ex- give me one team, and I'll be happy.
1: Who do you think? Well, I, I know who one team is, and that would be the Los Angeles Rams. The other team is... I'd have to maybe go with the Broncos. But, yeah, that we'll go that route. The Rams and the Broncos. Well, sir, according to FF Today...
0: The two teams that have not allowed a quarterback passing touchdown are Philly and Seattle. According to FF Today, the Los Angeles Rams have allowed one passing touchdown Oh man. thus far. The Los Angeles Rams gave up a passing touchdown to Blaine Gabbert in week one. He only uh, ranked up a, racked up 170 yards, but he did indeed score a passing touchdown yeah. against the Rams. Yeah. Once again, Philly. Now, everybody can believe, I'm sure, Seattle hasn't allowed a passing touchdown. But Philly, and ironically enough, listen to this. Philly and Seattle, they have not allowed a passing touchdown. And both teams, both teams have only allowed 425 passing yards. That ranks, let's see, there's only... Seven teams that have allowed fewer passing yards than both Seattle and Philly. So, two sneaky good defenses there. Haven't allowed a passing TD and have only allowed 425 passing yards after two weeks. So, that's kind of sneaky. Especially uh, the Philly call. Didn't expect that one.
1: Yeah. I actually rode the Philly defense the first two weeks. I'm dropping them, though. Pittsburgh, that's that's scary. That's scary ground.
0: It is. Uh, but, you know, Big Ben's on the road. Big Ben ain't the same player
1: when he's on the road. That fan base is super pumped about Wentz.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are indeed. Uh, They are indeed. And I can't believe Pro Football Focus actually has Wentz as their number one graded quarterback, which is surprising. But I'm excited to see where Wentz is eight weeks from now. It's either going to be one of those um, Dickensian tale of two halves where team defenses get some tape on Wentz and if you're a Wentz owner you, you're riding the high right now or he's going to really progress as he gets some you know notches on the bedpost as he gets some time under his belt and he's really going to turn it on you know we were talking last week uh D-Rex had a tweet like uh because we were playing him in I think the Scott Fishbowl league and he's like boy I'm, I'm glad we're not facing this quarterback you know Eight weeks from now when he could be really good. So I'm really interested to see Wentz's progression as the season goes on. Does he get better or do teams figure him out? Only time will tell. That's why they play the games. We are talking DFS. I'm Pyro Maniac Mo. I'm here with Lytics. You're listening to the Pyro Light podcast. And we are talking wide receivers for DFS. I got a bunch here. I'm going to just roll out real quick two guys, and then I'm going to kick it to you. Maybe you kick it back to me. Two guys we've already kind of talked about a little bit. Anunwa Quincy, 6,000 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. Again, this is only if B. Marshall is out. As far as I can tell so far, it's going to be a game-time decision. He is a tough SOB. That is Marshall. But if uh, he's out, Anunwa could be a a sneaky little pickup there. And also, Devontae Parker, he's 4,900 on DraftKings. He's 6,200 on FanDuel. We all saw what he did last week. Even though I've seen reports of him kind of continually struggling with the hamstring, but I think maybe Gase is just holding him out because he has not really uh, shown professional level conditioning. They've said he's got a lot to go as a, a professional, keeping track of his body, taking care of his body. So I think that's the reason they held him out of practice. But uh, Devontae Parker, as long as he goes, I think could be a sneaky play. Uh, again, playing Cleveland. Pretty pretty soft team there. Should be lots of points to be had for Miami. So those are two quick ones. I'm just going to toss out. But give me a wide receiver that you like in DFS.
1: Already, those were a little quick. I'll go. I'll try and go a little quick here. Just a couple off the top here. Um, Tyler Lockett going against the 49ers. He's only forty two hundred dollars on DraftKings and sixty one hundred on FanDuel. Another strong play would be Marvin Jones. Sixty two hundred dollars on Rath king 6900 on FanDuel. sam shields is going to be inactive again this game last week they got lit up by stefan diggs who had sam bradford as a quarterback i think matthew stafford is a little more competent than sam bradford marvin jones is the number one option in that passing game and should be expected to have a huge game against the packers in a divisional game
0: all right i like those you know marvin jones is near and dear my heart as a lion lover and um, putting up with them for as long as I have, but I like Lockett too, and I like the DFS stack aspect. If Lockett scores a return, you're getting double-dipping the points there. I like that. So originally, I tossed out two guys quickly, Parker and Nguyenwa. I got a couple more. The guy that I'm going to pick officially as my DFS wide receiver pick is Sharp. He's the guy I also used for a pick-and-flick wide receiver that you could pick up off the waiver wires and flick right into your lineups. He was available in 50% of NFL leagues. I like him as well in Daily Fantasy. He's 5,800 on FanDuel, 4,700 on DraftKings. Now, I see this as a shootout. As I said before, I'm taking the over in this game. Tajay Sharp and the Titans, they are home to Oakland. This is going to be a close one. Titans by one and a half, according to Vegas. Got a net expected team total of 24 again. We're talking 46.5 over under, and I'm betting the over. Oakland also starting a rookie, Carl Joseph, at safety, as we mentioned. And here's the kicker. The likely matchup for Taze Sharp is Sean Smith. Mr. Smith has given up just over one fantasy point per route run to opposing wide receivers. No cornerback has given up more fantasy points per route run. Now, think of how bad Darrell Revis has been getting torched lately. You, you, you talk about him, you turn on NFL Today, they're, they're talking about him, NFL in the morning's talking about him. Well, Darrell Revis, he's given up .75 fantasy points per route run. The guy that Townsend Sharp's going up against has given up over one fantasy point per route run. That's amazing. Titans are home favorites. Oakland. Most fantasy points to wide receivers, most touchdowns to wide receivers, most receptions to wide receivers, most yards to wide receivers. How can you not like Tajay Sharp? I'm going to also throw out a Mike Wallace, 5,000 DraftKings, 6,500 FanDuel. They face the Jaguars, who have given up the fourth most PPR points to opposing wide receivers. Baltimore's a road favorite. It's going to be a close game, but I think it could be a shootout expected to have 47 points scored both sides of the ball there and you know Wallace he can burn you for a deep pass any day of the week any play and for 5,000 on DraftKings I think it's a nice steal a guy I really love I'm I wrote about him on the daily do's and don'ts Mike Evans man 7,000 on DraftKings a thousand more in FanDuel so 8,000 there no wide receiver has collected more targets through two weeks than Mr. Evans. 24 targets through two weeks. That accounts for nearly 29% of the team target share. Now, again, this team, no Austin Safarian Jenkins, who I never bought into. Sorry, Stag Party. I know you love Austin Safarian Jenkins, but he's he's kicked to the curb, got caught drinking again, so they cut ties with him. And, of course, uh Doug Martin is out, so I think the pie is getting bigger or the slice of the pie is getting bigger for Mr. Mike Evans and listen to this. He's going to go up against Cody Sensabaugh. I say again, the 6 foot 5 Mike Evans is going up against the 5 foot 11 Cody Sensabaugh. According to PFF there are only 5 more favorable wide receiver cornerback matchups. That is a Mr. Mike Evans. Any other wide receivers you want to talk about before we move on to the
1: tight end spot? Uh, just one more we want to hit on here. We'll go back to the Titans Oakland game. Amari Cooper has got to be the play here. Seventy-seven hundred dollars on DraftKings and seventy-seven hundred dollars on FanDuel. Stephon Diggs and Marvin Jones both surpassed seven receptions and a hundred yards against Tennessee. That's a 27 percent market share of targets both weeks 36 percent market share of receptions both weeks and over 43 percent market share of yards both weeks for both wide receivers so Mari cooper going against the tennessee titans defense will be a solid outing this week
0: i totally agree cooper's been looking so good You know, it was revealed he had that plantar fasciitis, which uh, total Dickensian and of two cities. When you look at Cooper's first half, second half splits last year, same thing with the quarterback with Carr. Did not look good second half, and I think a lot of it had to do with the Cooper injury. Now we're seeing a healthy Cooper. We're seeing what he can do. He is dusting uh, cornerbacks. Once again, I think Oakland is going to be in a lot of shootouts because that defense is just not living up to the hype and this week in particular. I think it's going to be the over. If it's not, my wallet's going to be a little lighter because I am putting money on that one. I think it's a great matchup, and I think we can see a lot of points both sides of the ball. Tennis, or tight end. Tight end, Mo. I am picking Mr. Fleener. Kobe Fleener, to the front, please. That's right. I am picking Kobe Fleener. I know he hasn't shown up late. I, I realize that. I'm a little... Trepidatious about this pick, but one thing to keep in mind it's a Monday night slate, so you cannot get him on the Millionaire Maker. However, Monday night slate, it, I think it's a contrarian play, I think it's a good GPP play. I don't think he's going to be widely owned in fantasy, so I'm not playing him in cash by any means, but in GPP. If I'm looking to go a little contrarian, I want to differentiate my lineup, get something the other guys aren't going to have, especially if I'm playing a real chalk play at other positions. If I'm playing uh, a Miami defense, which a lot of people are going to be on, I might want to differentiate here and there on a few of my lineups. I think Fleener is a way to do that. It's not that Fleener's been playing well, but they have been going to him. The opportunity's been there. He just hasn't capitalized. They are home. Breeze is a much better player at home. Atlanta comes to town. Again, the Saints are uh, expected by Vegas to score just over 28 points. That is a lot. I know he's been a bit of a wreck, but the targets are there. 12 targets. Atlanta, they've given up three tight end touchdowns in two weeks. Atlanta's given up the second most fantasy points to that position And they've allowed two different tight ends to score double-digit PPR points. So I think the opportunity's there. They've been going to him, and he's playing a really soft defense at home in a game that's expected to score a lot of points. I really think Fleener-Breeze could be a really nice stack that's going to differentiate your lineup just a bit in the tournament plays. Littix, who do you
1: like at the tight end Position. We're gonna go back to the Ravens. Dennis Pitta against the Jaguars, thirty-four hundred dollars on DraftKings, five thousand dollars on FanDuel. Like we talked about before, he's averaging around eight targets a game, just being that security blanket for Flacco. He's got a solid floor. I like the Pitta call. I I like it.
0: I went back um, with Tajay Sharp. You know, sometimes a streamer can also be a good DFS play. Obviously, if you like him, it's not like uh, just because you like him in one means he's going to be bad in the other. It's quite opposite. So a lot of times you're going to see correlation between guys that you are looking to stream on a given week and guys you're looking to play in your DFS. You've got Pitta. I've got Fleener. Let's talk some defense. No surprise here. I'm going to start off with Miami. You highlighted them for your streamer. This is a total chalk play because a ton of people are going to be on them. 4,600 in FanDuel. DraftKings, man. Only 3,000 in DraftKings. Uh, again, we talked about them. Big chalk play. Lots of opportunity up against CK, Cody Kessler. And lots of, uh. when you're, you're playing a rookie, you, you're you playing a guy who's on the road that hasn't had much experience. I mean, geez, third week, they're on their third quarterback Lots of mistakes that I think Miami could capitalize on. They got a tough D. They've got uh, Sue and Damian coming hot and heavy at you. I could see Fleener, or I'm sorry, I could see Cody Kessler making a lot of mistakes. Miami to capitalize. I like them for a defense. I'm also gonna throw out my other one, my Dallas pick. I like them for a streamer. They are just 2,500 on DraftKings. That's rock bottom defense price. I like that call. Uh, They're 4600 on FanDuel. Again, I talked about Dallas and all the reasons that I like them. Dallas-Miami, two defenses I like. Throw out a defense or two that you're looking
1: at this week. All right, the one defense that I'm going to emphasize is going to be the Seahawks. They're a little pricey at $4,100 on DraftKings and $5,400 on FanDuel. But this is one of those get-it-right games at home. You got the 49ers coming in. To CenturyLink Field, home of the 12th man. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be pumping. The Seahawks really want to get this on the right track. They haven't looked the same. Tyler Lockett has that big playability to make something happen on a kickoff or a punt return, and they just got they got options everywhere really. Richard Sherman can pick one off, take of the house. I mean, we're talking about Blaine Gabbard in our center and Carlos Carlos Hyde in the backfield. This definitely could get interesting, and Seattle's a pretty strong player this week. I like the Seattle call. And you
0: know, a lot you're not always looking to be tricky. You're not always looking to spend the least and capitalize. You're looking to freaking win, baby. And again, DraftKings 3X is gonna put you at about 150 points. I would say most of the time, if you score over 150 points, you're probably gonna be in the money. Not all the time. four X, you're gonna be in the money. So that's where you're looking to capitalize, right? You just want to get three to four times the value. So for every thousand dollars spent, If I spend $1,000, which is impossible, but just to make math easy, because I don't have my abacus in front of me, if I spend $1,000 on DraftKings, that means I want to get four points out of my player. On FanDuel, you want to get about two and a half to three points out of your player for every $1,000 spent. So I think Seattle could do it, even though they are uh, more expensive. I certainly think Miami can do it. I like the Dolphins, as I said, and then uh, Dallas. Now, we've got one last one here for you. We call this one. The, what you talking about, Willis? This is basically rock-bottom play, so within $500 of the site minimum, whether it's on DraftKings or whether it's on FanDuel. Now, I don't know if you want to uh, toss out. You, you came up with several calls, but I think, unless you want to toss them all out there, I think you and I agree. Trey Burton, is that your, what you talking about, Willis, official call?
1: Yeah, Trey Burton's got be, to be the pick here.
0: Yeah, Uh, add on to any of this if you like, but Trey Burton, 2,500 on DraftKings. I talked about him earlier in the streaming option. He got seven targets last week. We already know Ertz is now out. Philly is home to Pitt. Pitt is actually a road favorite, which is going to put Philly and Wentz in a position to pass good for Trey Burton. According to PFF, as I said, Wentz is one of the better, if not the best, according to PFF, graded quarterbacks. Pittsburgh has given up the 11th most fantasy points to the tight end position. Lead all tight ends. Again, Trey Burton leads all tight ends with 22.6% target to snap percentage. So that means out of all of his snaps out there, he's getting targeted on 22 per, 22.6%. That's a really good ratio, and that was still with Ertz on the field for some of that. I think that slice of the pie is going to grow enormously. They're playing a team that's not going to fluster Carson Wentz. We, we've seen him uh, have some nerves of steel. Pittsburgh has only achieved one sack. I think it's going to give him a lot of time to pass to Mr. Trey Burton. 2500 on DraftKings. Anyone else you want to highlight for what you're talking about, Willis, or are we just uh, so in tune on Trey Burton there?
1: Uh, I think that'll cut it. I'm, uh, Trey Burton, you're going to have to play him. I mean, you don't have to play him, but at 2500 he's a steal for the value that you're going to return.
0: Yeah, and, and think of the guys you can spend to get when you're only spending 2500 on any one position you can spend up for breeze who's very expensive you can spend up for an odb because it's not likely he's going three weeks in a row without a touchdown heck he hasn't gone two weeks in a row without a touchdown before now until something like uh week 11 last year or something not likely going to happen, but you're going to be able to get those guys. You're going to be able to get an Antonio Brown. You're going to be able to get a double J Julio Jones if you go for 2,500 with a Trey Burton. So I like what it allows you to do at other spots. And heck, you only need 10 points with Trey Burton to cover your uh, 4X value on DraftKings. So, you know, give me a 30-yard catch touchdown and you're base, you're right there, right? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Mr. Lytics, this is your first time on the light, and it has been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me tonight, my man. It has. All right, Pyromaniacs, you've been listening to Lytics, one of the new members of the Pyro Podcast and the Pyromaniac Mindshare. This has been episode 46. We are heading into week three, and until the next time, we are going to catch you on the flip side. Enjoy some Donna and the Buffalo on the way out.
2: The way that you think and feel we love so, so strong. strong Click the switch and turn And the buffalo.